imagine what it would take for you to believe that your sibling was the incarnation of God? I think I would need to see some signs and wonders. I would need to really, really see them living it out. So in short, it would need to be true. Jesus had a brother named James, and I think being the brother of Jesus, he has a perspective we really need to pay attention to. So that's what we're doing in this series called The Book of James. We hope you enjoyed this message from Apex students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. Hey, everybody. How's it going? My name is David Josiah Kinney, and I am not Pastor Chris, but it's okay, you know? So... I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. My name is David Josiah Kinney, and I love, 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 like a lot that it's almost a problem, I love earning Xbox achievements. (laughs) It is... It is like one of the most satisfying things in the world when you are working hard on a game and you get that little achievement that pops up and you're just like, that is it. Like, I am exactly one gold camo away from getting platinum for all the SMGs in Call of Duty. If you don't know, it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. It's, it's this, I probably should be ashamed of the amount of time that I've spent and the amount of work I've put into being just an okay gamer, but I'm not ashamed at all. I love it so much. I love achieving things. I love earning things. I love like looking back and saying, ooh, I did that. That's why I like to read a big book, because there is no better feeling in the world than getting done with a huge book, looking down and being like, <laughs> I read that. No big deal. <laughs> or like going 100% on a game or winning a game. I really love winning a game. It feels like an achievement there. Uh, I truly love all those things. I also low-key love to clean. When something is really dirty and I clean it and then it is really clean, it feels so good. Like I look down like, oh yeah, I did that. It's incredible. Is it, it, is, it is the best. Here, I'll give you an example because I sometimes let my car get a little, little dirty and it kind of looks like a, like a trash can. Now, there's been people that have seen it that know it kind of looks like a trash can sometimes. But I just like recently, a few months ago, went to the store and I bought wipes and I bought Q-tips and I bought like sticky tack to like get really into like the corners and stuff to really, really clean my car, right? And then I went and I got my vacuum cleaner and I had that little hose out and I was like getting all the crumbs until it was spotless. And I like looked back and I was like, I did that, right? And it feels good because I did that, I accomplished it. The only problem with this attitude that kind of permeates throughout my whole life a little bit is that I can't let it slip into my spiritual life, right? Because then sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to preach this week. Okay, I'm going to pray this week. Okay, I'm going to read my Bible this week. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to be a good person. And then I turn around and I go, ooh, look what I did. I'm good enough. And that's not the attitude that the Bible says that we should have. That is not going to do any good for us in the long run. That's not going to get us into heaven, right? Because this is what the Bible says. It says in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, it says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. Right? That is pretty straightforward. That I can't do a bunch of good and then boast and be like, I did it. I'm getting salvation. Because it literally says you can't do that because that's not how it works. Right? It says this throughout the Bible. And I know a lot of you are thinking... Now, David, this is week two in a series on the book of James, the brother of Jesus, right? The, the book that he wrote for us to read. 
Well, yes, yes it is. And I know exactly what you're thinking. I know, I know. Christian, I know what you're thinking. I can see in those eyes. Turn to your neighbor and say, but what does James, the younger brother of Jesus, who truly believed that his brother was the Messiah, say about the topic of faith and works? Say, you've nailed it, you've nailed it, you've nailed it. Oh my gosh, thank you for asking because you'll never believe it. You'll never believe it. I've prepared for this question. No big deal. I know. I've prepared for this question. So we are actually going to go to James. Last week we were in chapter one. This week we're going to be in chapter two. Weird, weird bit that we're doing. And we're going to read from James chapter two. But before that, I just want to talk about a couple more times in the Bible where it talks about faith and how your faith and your belief save you. So it says in Romans 10.9, it says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Okay? Believe, you will be saved. Perfect. This is the best. And it says in John 3.16, this is the classic one. We all know this one. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It might be different than what's on there. I just did the one I memorized. And, uh, and it says there, believe, you will be saved. Right? So this is all lining up. This all makes sense. Believe and you will be saved. Have faith you'll be saved. Your faith is enough for everything. It also says in Acts, believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved. Wow. So it's pretty straightforward, right? So let's, let's turn to James. We're going to go to James uh, chapter 2, verse 17. And we're going to see what James has to say here. So this is how he starts off this verse. He goes, so you see faith. So far, on the right track, right? We've been talking about faith. We know what it's going to be. The end of this is going to be simple, right? Faith is enough. This is what the verse says. It says, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough. What? <laughs> well, okay, I guess that's the end because I wasn't prepared. No, just kidding. I knew I knew I was going to say that too. Guys, I came like really prepared for this. So <laughs> I knew I was going to say that one too. And it, it might seem confusing because it's literally the opposite of everything else that we just said, like all those verses right in a row where you're just like, wait, what? But we'll get there, I promise. This is the one thing tonight that I want you to remember. If you go home and your parents are like, hey, what did you talk about tonight? And you literally can't remember anything, just this is the one thing I need you to remember. And it's that faith and works are the perfect pair. Faith and works are the perfect pair. Okay, so let's, let's dive back into what James was saying because obviously we, we've got something wrong here, right? He can't be saying that faith isn't enough because we just read all those verses that said that faith was enough, Right? So something has to be wrong. And often when we don't understand a scripture or it doesn't make sense to us, it's because we don't have the full context of what we need, right? Sometimes we need to know who is writing it. Sometimes we need to know who they are writing it to, like what time period it was. We need to know, there's like so many factors to completely understand what you're reading in the Bible because it was written at a certain time. It could be a narrative. It could be a poem. It could be a letter to someone. All those factor into exactly what is being said here. And then sometimes to fully understand the verse, you have to read more than a sentence. You have to read it and put it into like context with the rest of the verses. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to read James 2 and not just verse 17a. We're going to read uh, verses 14 through 18 this time, okay? Bear with me. It is, there's a couple here. There's a couple words here. So just Listen in, tune in. It's a good one. So it says in James chapter 2, verses 14 through 18, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, that you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, Goodbye, have a great day, stay warm, and eat well. <laughs> but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds 
And it is these, uh, yeah, yeah. And unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show, so, yeah. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. So that already starts to make a little bit more sense, right? But let's really jump into what he's saying. And it's something that's super simple and super blunt. It's faith without works is dead. That's it. That's the simple thing that he's saying here. And that it feels like a lot because it feels like, man, I have, I have something to do. But that's kind of it. That's kind of what he's saying. So, and before we go any further, I'm going to tell you exactly what he is not saying. Okay? James is not saying here that you doing anything can earn your salvation or or earn your ticket to heaven, right? That is not at all what James is saying. James is not saying, if you do good works, you're going to get into heaven. If you do this, you're going to get into heaven because the only way we can get into heaven is by believing in Jesus because he was 100% God and 100% man. He was the only perfect sacrifice, the only way that we could close the separation that sin put there in front of us, right? That close the separation between us and God was through Jesus. So it's not by us, it's by mercy, it's by grace, it's by Jesus alone that we can do that. So that's exactly what James is not saying. So we'll start there. James is not saying that. Got it? Perfect. But what is he saying, right? James is not saying that our works can save us. And that's really good because that's also what the rest of the Bible is saying. But let's, well, now that we got that out of the way, we need to figure out like what is he saying, and I'll, I'll give you a hint. We kind of talked about it once. It's probably back on the screen now. And it's, he is saying that faith and works are the perfect pair. Okay, real quick, we're going to do a little exercise. And I, I need some help. I know there's at least two volunteers in here who said they were going to help. That's Sam and perfect Cassidy. Yeah, you guys are going to write things down. This is what we're going to do real quick. I need one volunteer to come stand up here and be completely still. I don't think, I think I have the perfect, the perfect man. He's right here. Yes. He's here with me right now. This is our mannequin. Uh, he's pantsless and incredible. So give it up for mannequin man. We are using him as an example. So, no, it is not the new merch. It is old merch that you can buy for $10 up at the store. Ish, $10 ish. Okay. So this is what I need from you guys right now. We are going to talk, we're going to try to define what these good deeds, what these good works are. So can you tell me something that you think or that you've seen Christians do, like a good Christian? What do they do? Anybody. Pray. Perfect. That is a good one. Pray. Reach, reach out. What else? Love others. That is a perfect one. What else, guys? Just throw them out there. There's no wrong answers here. Tithe. That is a good one. Love, love the pastor? Is that what you just said? Love the pastor. Perfect. What else? Give their time. Serve. Love people you don't like. These are all good answers. Keep throwing them out there. If you haven't said one, try it out. Try it on for size. Read the Bible. That is a good one. How about go, go to the church picnic? Be in community with others. Perfect. Go to church. These are all good works. These are all things that we can do. And this is a good start for your small groups later. So like keep those creative juices flowing. So I have a question. Thank you so much for your, for your help. This is enough. We are good. I have a, this is enough. We have enough on here. These are examples. I have a question for you. Could our boy here, our mannequin, our headless pantsless example, 
Could he do, or, well, yeah, it's he. Could he do all of these things and not be a Christian? The answer is yeah, right? That's kind of what we talked about, right? Our works can't do it. So you can be the best person and you can do everything that a Christian does, but if you don't have that faith in Jesus, then it's not going to be enough. This is what James is saying. And just so you aren't confused, because I was confused when I was young, there are good people that aren't Christians. And I heard over and over again that without Jesus, you can't do any good. But that is not entirely true. Without Jesus, you can't do your best. Without Jesus, we can't be our best selves. But sometimes you can not be a Christian and you can be doing good things, but that's still not the best that you can be doing. So if you know someone, you're like, that person's a good person. Just imagine with Jesus in their life, how much better their life would be. So just, just know that. That is a side note, because that confused me when I got older and I realized that there were good people in the world that weren't Christians. It didn't sit right in my head because I was told over and over again that you can't be good without being a Christian. Okay. So no, none of these things can save them. We know that. But faith and works are the perfect pair. Can What James is really saying here is that can this person be a Christian and not do any of these things? The answer is no. If you have your faith in Jesus and you claim to be a Christian, then some of these things have to be coming out of your life. Some of these things have to be coming out of you, coming out of your spirit, coming out of your daily routines. Um, to put it in an easy sentence, something that you can see, good works put movement to our faith. That's what good works do. That's what good deeds do, is they put movement to our faith. And this is kind of what it is. When you, you believe and you put your faith in Jesus, right? You're like, I'm starting this relationship with Jesus. I'm going to be my best self. That first act of faith will cause you to act, and it will cause you to get closer to Jesus. And so your action, you'll probably start reading your Bible, or you're, you'll be praying. And then that action makes you get closer to Jesus. And then as you get closer to Jesus, you're going to want to act again, and it's going to be something even bigger, something farther. And then as you're acting again, your faith is going to grow again, and your relationship with Jesus is going to grow again. And the next thing you know, it's piling. That action and that faith, that action and that faith, those works and those faith are piling on top of each other, and then it's moving your faith. Next thing you know, you have an active faith that's moving, an active faith that's impacting the people around you, an active faith that is changing your schools, changing your family, because that's what it is. When you believe and you act, it'll keep building on top of each other over and over again. The other, the other side of it is if you start believing and you say, Jesus, I believe in you, but then you don't act and you sit back. We've talked about this here in Apex before that there's no standing still when it comes to your faith. You're either moving forward or you're moving back. So if you're not acting and then having more faith and then acting again, you're not just standing still. You're going to start moving backwards. And then eventually, your faith will just go. And then you won't know what happened. It was because you weren't moving towards Jesus. You weren't trying to be more like him every single day. That's what happens in that. That's what happens. <laughs> so what are we going to do? That is the big question for the night. What are you going to do? This is a really personal question. Like I can give you a bunch of examples, but kind of like what we talked about last week, it is time for us to be moving forward. It is time for us to be acting and putting our faith and actions together because there are people that need to know Jesus. There are people that need to have the hope that he has. And so 
you're not just doing good works to do good works. You're doing good works to be more like Jesus. So this is kind of the things that Jesus did. We are doing things that Jesus did so that we can be more like him. And he would love the broken and he would lead them to be whole. He would see the people that no one else saw. And then he would show them to the world and say, hey, let's help this person. He would go places where no one was going, right? None of the good people were going. He was going to those places. He would talk to the people that no one else would talk to. He even healed people. He went onto the streets and healed people. He raised people from the dead. These were things Jesus did every single day. He loved and he loved well. He also spent time with God. He would wake up in the morning and he would spend time in prayer. He also made sure that he was like reading the scriptures and he knew them so well that he had them memorized so that when he was tempted in the wilderness, he had an answer for everything that he was tempted on. Those are all good works. Those are all things that keep our faith moving forward, that keep us in a, in a momentum towards Jesus. So what are you going to do? Maybe you're in this room and you're like, I don't have faith in Jesus, and that is completely okay. But maybe you're feeling that, like, I, I want to be that better person. I want that gap between God and I to go away. I want to know him. And I'm going to tell you, it is super easy it's just like any relationship. If someone's standing in front of you and they have a gift, you're going to believe that that person's there and then you're going to accept the gift that they give you. And that's all you have to do with God. He is standing there and he's just like, hey, I'm here. And you just have to believe that he's there for you and believe that Jesus died on the cross so that you can have that relationship with him. And then your action point, that like, you know, faith and then action is super simple. And you can do it here in this room right now. It's you tell somebody. So if this was you and you're like, I believe in Jesus, tell somebody in this room. Tell an adult that's in this room. Tell someone that brought you. Because all we want to do is we want to celebrate with you. And we want to help you and point you in that direction and help you get started with that momentum of faith that eventually will change into something that changes everything. For everyone else, maybe God is telling you to read your Bible more. Maybe he's telling you to pray more. Maybe it is a little bit of selfishness like that. But I promise you, once you take that step and you start doing those things, your faith will grow and then your next action will grow. And next thing you know, you'll be telling your friends about Jesus. Next thing you know, you'll be serving on the worship team. Next thing you know, you're going to be, you know, one of the people taking offering at church or greeting people. You're going to, it's going to move you to do something more because that's what Jesus always does. He always moves us forward into something better and cooler. So that's it. The possibilities are endless. I can keep going, but it's up to you to talk to God to get the message from him. And this is exactly what James wanted us to hear. What James was saying was that faith and works are the perfect pair because works put movement to our faith. And without movement, our faith is dead. We as an Apex family, we talked about it already tonight, but we're moving forward in our faith by giving to speed the light so that we can help people across the world have clean water where I can go back there and turn on that faucet and just drink out of it, they have to walk miles to get dirty water that may kill them. So there are easy things that you can be doing, like helping, serving, giving, and that's it. So let's do this together. Let's all of us start moving, and someday we can look back, and we're not going to look back at like what we've done and be like, hey, look what I did. We're going to look back and we're going to say, look what God did, because when God is with us, we're going to do things that we never thought we could. We're going to do things that don't make any sense unless God was there. So let's all take that first step tonight. I'm going to pray real quick. Dear God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to have an active relationship with you. 
I just ask for everyone in this room, I pray that you, the Holy Spirit comes down and shows us what we need to do. Shows us that next step. Shows us what we should be doing to move our faith forward. And as the week goes, I pray that you, you put people in our way that we should be serving. That you put people in our way that we need to be loving better. Put opportunities in front of us so that we can serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this Apex Students podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We hope this message has mattered in your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. Jesus.